Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Today's Issues, everybody, you're listening to this uh, program on American Family Radio. If you want to send us an email, comments at AFR.net. If you want to go to our website, uh, well, go to Facebook or YouTube and type in Today's Issues, and you can watch the live video stream of this here show right there. Tim with Ed, and now Steve Jordahl joins us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, everybody. So Tom Brady is not retiring after all. I, I think or he's unretiring. He's unretiring. He, uh, a month after he retired, I think he might be going after Brett Favre's record for number of retirements before he actually <laughs> can't play. Well, anymore. I thought he there was somewhere quoted that uh, due to inflation and gas prices, he's going to have to. Keep he's going to have to keep working because he can afford to drive a car. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I think his wife is wealthier than he is. Oh true? yeah, she was. She was Giselle? a su- Giselle, I, a supermodel. I, maybe I just know that they're probably not going to have problem finding daycare. Right, <laughs> it's not going to be right. an issue. <laughs> I don't. You know, I don't want to. This is not a big issue in the in the history. I mean, in in in, the, in light of what's happening in the world today, but I don't like them when these athletes like that <clears throat> retire. Everybody loves them. Accolades. What a wonderful career. You know. Sends them gift cards. A month later, they go, Ah, Fuja, I'm back. It, in, you know most, in most cases, it's it's probably people like Brett Favre who know that they're past their playing. You know, they they logically think I can't do it the way I used to be able to do it, so I got to quit. They they say they're so, going to retire and then they miss it. But but I think Brady led the league in almost everything last year. He had a year great year at forty three or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it here's what you do. Not that I've ever have to have to deal with this issue myself because I never was a retiring. Well, you did, you did retire I, well, from I never today's was a professional for athlete. Uh, I never was a professional athlete. Yeah. I had back issues. <laughs> there are reasons why that never happened. <laughs> but just don't retire. Just say, I'm taking a break, a leave of absence. I don't know what I'm going to do. And it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when you retire, and then as everybody says, what well, then, then they show video clips for an uh, you know an hour on the news about what a great career. Yes, two days ago, somebody bought Brady's last touchdown pass, <laughs> football, for a half a million dollars. Right. Now they got problems. Yes. Okay. They they got emotional and mental problems, in my opinion. Spending any, that kind of money. Any or they got money to burn. Yeah. Wow. But but uh, somebody would spend half a million dollars on the football that Tom Brady uh, threw his last touchdown, right? Right. Uh, 24 hours later, he says, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that, month, that football is not worth anything, hardly. Huh? So somebody just lost half a million bucks, pretty much. I, I'd, be, I, I'd be sending a note to Tom Brady saying, excuse me. Yeah, you're going to buy. <laughs> no, I'd be calling yeah. him up. You are going to buy this football back from me. <laughs> Uh, you you need it. Go ahead. What are you going to say? I, I, I just I just think in Tom Brady's case, he is an athlete. Unlike Brett Favre, he could play another year or two and still be at the top of his game. And I think I, I just I, this is just my opinion. I can't <laughs> prove this. I think his wife probably said, "Tom, it's enough," and he said, "Okay." But 
he hadn't gotten it all out of his system I think, or whatever. I think the first part of that's right. But he gets home the day after he retires, and they get into a fight, and now he's back. No, he's wait. Like, <laughs> any guy that's who, a joke. Any, I don't know anything. Any about. guy who says he he's won seven Super Bowls, yeah, and yet his tweet yesterday says he has unfinished business. Yes. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He just a... he just doesn't want to leave that life. That's all he's known as an adult, basically. He likes it. Okay, well, then he's don't retire. I think he got talked into retiring and really didn't want to, and he can still play at a, at a good level. All right, go for it. So, who knows? Who knows? All right. Uh, Brett Favre, you know, he had a great run right. as a professional uh, quarterback. And then I think he retired, unretired, retired, unretired a couple times, right? Yeah, several times. I think he unretired and played for the Packers still and then well, went to the, the Vikings. Well, the New York Jets because I saw him yeah. play in uh, yeah. Nashville. Did he go he to the one. Jets after the Vikings? No. I think he played for the Vikings the and then he played for the Jets. Anyway, okay. also, uh, we've well, none of us have ever been tempted with uh, a $20 million check to That's play right. one more year. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, you have. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that that would be kind of tempting. Yes. You know, if some if some team wanted to because say. Because you can never have too much money. <laughs> right. Or can you? All right. Uh, Steve, go ahead. Well, we might have solved the Ukraine thing. I got to tell you, this is very exciting news. Um, we might have an answer at the end of the war. I say this because Elon Musk has tweeted out. I hereby challenge Vladimir Putin to single combat. The stakes are Ukraine. So Elon Musk wants to go one-on-one with Vladimir in hopes of, uh, and the, the winner. In what? In, I don't know, hand-to-hand fighting? He just says single combat. In single combat. Single combat. Now, apparently, Vladimir Putin's, he, he's, taken a, he's taken a lot of classes at the community college. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. I mean, he does all kinds of stuff with uh, horseback riding and different weapons. Jude, uh, training. Karate, I think. Too. Yeah, martial I, arts. That sounds kind of silly. It what, is. Huh? That's absurd. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm it's, sure it's, it's really him. Is it meant as a joke or is I don't, it? I surely. I'm sure he knows that that he's not going to get single combat, so it's a pretty safe tweet. Right. But he's gotten. Uh, he's kind of gone a little bit interesting. I'm seeing another tweet from him seven hours ago. It's a picture of a guy sitting on a on a um, a swing, a, a little uh, like porch swing. It says Netflix waiting for the war to end to make a movie about a black Ukrainian guy falling in love with a transgender Russian soldier. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> that's, 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 that's Elon that's, Musk. That's bold. That's that's <laughs> bold. Listen, is, this gonna Elon Musk is all about uh, re, uh, renewable energies and and technological progress when it comes to energy. But last week, he was it last week or the week before, he said, basically, I hate to admit it, but we need to start drilling oil again because he realizes we need a stopgap strategy before you can go to He's got a religion. different gene than the rest of those uh, reactionary liberals. He just, yeah. yeah, I think he may be a little more down to earth. Yeah. Like, said the guy who has who's been to space, right? <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, speaking of Elon Musk, last thing we can go on, but um, he and you know, this was an actual very serious and good move. Um, Russia shut down Ukraine's internet, so he activated a Starlink internet, a space uh, satellite internet that anybody could use, um, and didn't have to have uh, the internet structure within Ukraine. 
So he gave all the Ukrainian people free internet. For the, yeah, for the I remember the him doing that. How does that? How does that work? So, so th- that gives everybody who wants a signal. It gives you access, regardless. Let's say of your phone plan, or like they I, do over here in this country, you gotta I, I have not, a phone plan. And I'm not exactly sure, but I, I envision it something like uh, you. The, the satellite has. Um, a reception you can tune into the satellite using uh, a regular Some cell sort phone. of app or like, something. Well, an app or a cell phone. If you have a cell phone, it doesn't need a tower. It can get whatever yeah. it gets from the tower from the satellite. Huh. <clears throat> I'm thinking. Well, so. he is a different sort of uh, animal. Yes. So, um, anyway, interesting guy. <clears throat> All right, hey, um, I want to talk a little bit about the. You know, the Democrats had a. Uh, a, a, a little meeting in Washington, D.C. the other day where they went to strategize, and they're really kind of a little bit desperate. But never fear, our vice president, our fearless vice president is there. Um, and she made news as well, Vice President Kamala Harris. Every time she speaks, she You does. know that uh, Ukraine has been waiting to get into NATO. They've kind of been wanting to. Right. Well, she is declaring that they're already there. Listen to Cut 8. So I will say what I know we all say, and I will say over and over again. The United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance. What? What? <laughs> what was the, what you, was the, I'm sorry, Tim. I'm that, that right there. That, that's unforgivable. The, it, she said that. That's, uh, you, you heard it. By unforgivable, I mean, the, Ukraine is not in NATO. No, that's the whole point of the war. One of the what is she talking about? She she just she says things that in her mind sound. No, somebody wrote that for her. You think? You don't think she can write? I don't. Well, no. This is like saying you know I'm going to stand as long as Mexico is a part of the United States. I'm standing with Mexico. Yes, that's what that that's that's the equivalent of what she just said right there. Or saying I'm standing with Taiwan as an independent nation. Because the Chinese say it's not an independent nation. That's the kind of political faux pas that would be what she just said. NATO alliance. She's standing. Repeat. This is. She's speaking to uh, her only Democrats. It's a, sort of a Democrats in the House and Senate. They each party has their powwows, where and and she's addressing this audience of Democrats, and they do they start clapping for her right here. They did, yes. Right, let's hear this again. This is from Am I am I overreacting to this? No, this is this is a political uh faux pas, a political mistake that could have big consequences. This is like saying Atlanta's in Minnesota and everybody going clapping. Yeah. Go ahead, listen to this again. So I will say what I know we all say and I will say over and over again. The United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance. Yeah, those two things have nothing. I, I don't know what else she said after that, um, but that those two things have nothing to do with each other. You know, standing with Ukraine as a nation that has been attacked in uh, pr- many people think unprovoked. Right. OK. And that's got nothing to do with the NATO alliance at no. this point. No, because except Ukraine, that they wanted the yes. part of the reason they were in there is because NATO wanted it and Russia doesn't want it. By the way, um, with regard to the first part of that word salad, um, 
every time she speaks, she seems to, you know, say these things. Matt Walsh tweeted out, uh, Matt Walsh, uh, conservative maybe uh, commentator, Christian uh, guy, I guess. He says, every Kamala Harris speech sounds like a book report where she's stretching to hit a word count. <laughs> That is yeah. a good a good way of saying it. I, I I've been saying it uh, sounds like a high schooler on an essay test trying to hit um, a word count, right? Well, well, it, listen, using the que- the words of the question, yeah. in the answer, I would put her away in a in a in a. In a I would tell her to stay home. Well, they tried sending I, her down to Guatemala. Didn't no, work. <laughs> I would tell her. I don't know who controls the Biden White House because I would tell him to stay home too. But anyway. <laughs> I, 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 you, you got to keep her under wraps. No, no more letting Kamala Harris out under any circumstances. I know she's a vice president. If you want to let her go to a funeral somewhere, you can do that. But she doesn't speak. Every because, time she's spoken, it's it's been entertaining. So she, listen, that. last week she's over in uh, Poland, and she and the Polish president are on the podium. Separate speak, separate podiums. Uh, and they're talking about the Ukrainian refugee crisis as a result of the war. And she starts laughing out loud. Right. And listen, I I want, we're all human. We can all do things that are inappropriate. I've done right. it before. I've done it before where you say things that you shouldn't have said because it, it didn't fit the moment. Right. right? But if you don't have any better sense, when you're the vice president of the United States and you're on you're on worldwide television, and they start talking about the Ukrainian people suffering and millions of people coming over the border, you don't laugh out loud. There's nothing funny about that at all. Completely and totally inappropriate is an understatement. Right. And then she didn't apologize for it, as far as I know, for doing well, that. And and you you should be prepared. Before you go, you should be prepared with the answers to all those expected questions. That wasn't a hard question she was, was asked. They, they were asking her how many, basically how many refugees is America, America prepared to right. take in. Wasn't that the question? That was the question. Well, and if you're going to. She can't answer that question. You don't have to give me a number. Just say, say this. Say, listen, this is a horrific situation. Our hearts are broken for these people. And I'm sure maybe she said that along some of what she said that day. Uh, but in America, we'll do all we can to aid. We're on the ground here with uh, government, mo- federal money, and we're on the way we have here. The, we have the clip of Kamala tackling here. She could have said that. We're, we're, we have nonprofits that are here helping people. Franklin Graham's helping people. She could That's have said preparation. all these. Huh? That's what I mean by preparation. Yeah, she could have been prepared. Instead, we get this. Is here. the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees? Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> well, okay. So what, what she didn't, they, it was an awkward moment because the reporter phrased a question to both of them and neither one of them knew who was supposed to go first. So that's. That that part of it was understandable, as you know, as she's she's looking over at. Uh, but the first part of the question was posed to her. I think was she a friend indeed? Is a friend? What did he, she say? Friend, friend indeed. Need is a friend indeed. Yeah. I think she was talking there about uh, bail me out. Bail, bail me out. Yeah. Bail me out. But uh, you don't. So but she you don't laugh. So 
So I don't think she was laughing at people's suffering. No. Right there. No. That, that would be an unfair criticism. She wasn't laughing at people's suffering. But it was an inappropriate moment for laughter in light of the gravity of the question. Yeah, which she should have, if she wanted President Duda of Poland yeah. to speak first, she should have said in a professional manner, Yeah, uh, President Duda, I will like you I would go like first. You, I would and then like I'll, you. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, it, uh, maybe, maybe I, if that was just the one thing she's done, maybe that would be, it would be unfair to pick on her for that one thing. President Bush, George W. Bush had lots of mistakes. We, we kind of had fun about those kinds of misspeaking moments, but you remember uh, <clears throat> a month ago, remember she was, was she in France or whatever? And she was, she was talking uh, to, uh, I, I want to say this was something connected with, with COVID where they were researchers, but there was another opportunity for some clarity and it was all word salad. Remember we're doing here what we do. <laughs> Remember that, that whole thing. Well, also, you know, her whole situation with handling the border crisis, right? She's in over her head. That's what we've been saying. She, she said she was going to study the root causes as now over 2 million people have poured into our country illegally over the Southern border because Biden and Harris are studying the root causes of why this happens of migration. You know, I'm going, that's not your job. You're not a sociologist, right? Huh? You're not, I don't care. And we don't, all, we all know what the root causes. Yeah. Are. Yeah. Your job is not to study the root causes. Your job is to stop it, protect our border. Right. That's what your job is, but uh, she acts like she's supposed to study. But, of course, she doesn't want to study the root causes of that because they don't want to solve that problem because the Democrats want millions of people to pour into our country legally so that they can get them registered to vote Democrat one day soon. That's uh, that's uh, the goal. I was going to say that's a quick study of what the root causes. She just has to walk into the Oval Office and say, did you really say that you want to search the border? Oh, yes. Got it. Yeah, got the root cause. <laughs> got the root cause. Right here. Yeah, I, you're I listening to – Enough Kamala Harris talk. You're okay. listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Uh, Tim with Steve and and uh, Ed. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, you know, inflation is hitting all of us, and it might be hitting you in ways that you're not aware of. How is that, Steve? Well, How are we not aware of we it? are finding out about something called shrinkflation. That's a weird word, but what it means is, for example, they use Doritos. Doritos was selling a packet of seven and three quarter ounce Dorito Frito Frito Lay Doritos for four dollars and twenty nine cents. The package is still four dollars and twenty nine cents, but now it's nine and a quarter ounces. They took about three chips out of each bag and sold it for the same price. The other companies that are doing this, Charmin, less toilet paper for your money. Um, Bounty, Gatorade, Crest, Wheat Thins, Quaker, Ziploc, Dial, they say. All of these people are just reducing the size of their containers or their product and selling them for the same price. This is how inflation is hitting you. And and they're doing that, I guess, because they want to try to soften the blow when it comes to prices at uh, the grocery store. Listen. But people are going to catch on. And, and I've seen this for years, by the way. You, you often, uh, be, even before this round of inflation would go in and say, wasn't that like 17 ounces before? Right. Well, we all know that feeling you get when you open up that bag of chips. <laughs> yeah. And you mostly air. You got seven chips in there. Yeah. Am I right, huh? Right. 
and it's mostly air settling and, shipping huh and you feel like you've been cheated yes but there's nobody to appeal to no there's no chip judge you can go and say <laughs> hey listen look what they did to me right here yeah uh-huh listen you guys remember when i remember when big Macs first came out or the whopper at burger king i was in high school it was those things were huge now not so much now that's not because of this current battle with uh, inflationary forces but companies have been doing that for a long time and we notice <laughs> so you <laughs> I mean the so the doritos they're not denying it this is no. they're not they're they're just they're putting less chips in they're charging the same amount yeah, i doubt they i doubt they put a, a like a a, a a press release out on it but yes and i heard it was five chips not three Five chips makes a big difference in a bag of Doritos. Let me tell you. Yeah, I don't know how the chip count here. Kind of a first world problem. I it guess, is, but. isn't it? <laughs> but that's called, what is that called? Shrink- Shrinkflation. And what what, are, what other products are, are? They say Charmin, Bounty, Gatorade, Crest, Wheat Thins, Quaker, Ziploc, and Dial. At least this is what. Dial this, soap? Dial soap. You mean dial soap's not as big as it once was, or do they charge more for? No, that none of these you're charging more for. These are all where they reduce the amount. So, yeah, maybe the bar of soap is a little smaller than it was. Or dial, maybe it's the hand soap that they just don't put quite as much in the little yeah. bottle. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not sure what the thinking is there. Either way, it makes no difference. The American people are getting hammered. Yep. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's uh, we got a, a minute or so here. I want to tell you this is not. I'm going to read you a headline from the Atlantic, and it is not the Babylon Bee. This is not from the Bee. This is an actual this is headline. Not satire. This is not satire. The Atlantic puts out this article that says a nuclear war would kill tens of millions of people, and would also prove disastrous for climate change. You think? <laughs> Listen, don't take your eye off the ball. Yeah. Climate change. Is that John, K- is that John Kerry's press release? That that <laughs> it's an article by Robin Robinson Meyer of the Atlantic. Listen, uh, th- on a serious note, cause that's, that's absurd, uh, a, a, an absurd way of framing it because that that's, those are two separate issues, but there is a, I'm not going to blame the whole left wing for this, but there are radicals on the climate change fringe who want human beings to die by the millions. Oh, yeah. Now, they, I, yeah. they believe we do not need as many people on the planet as we do, and they would just as soon, and they have said so. We're a just, blight on the planet. We're a blight on the planet, and the more we get rid of uh, millions of people, the better, to which I always say, you lead the way. They've never flown over New Mexico and Arizona if they think we're over, or Texas if they think we're overcrowded. Oh my gosh, so much room. Not yeah. to mention Siberia and Russia, the right. vast amounts of nothing. Now that's appealing, Steve. Thank you. That's, <laughs> I like to end on a nice. Uh, we need high to note. give you a reality show, you know. Uh, <laughs> where, uh, Horrors of the no, modern world. No, uh, Steve needs to have a, you know, uh, a real estate show. In Siberia. <laughs> I do. You know, like the Property Brothers. I could sell like it. Yeah, da, comrade. Yes. That sounded like Klingon. Steve. <laughs> Settle in Steve, Siberia.
<laughs> Coming up next on HTTP. Where there's plenty of room for everybody. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. My thanks to Ed and Fred and Brent. Brent Creeley, our producer. Uh, and everybody else who was on this show. Can't remember them all. We'll see you back here tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you.